welcome to the 136th episode of the Crack Die podcast. We lived, bitch. We made it. We survived. Holy cow. Stupid quarry. Look at us go. We survived. We survived so far. So far. We're still <laughs> out of this fucking quarry. I'm basically a level one rogue. <laughs> Wait, does that make me a level one cleric? Maybe? It's a little bit. Close enough. Close enough. I have a question for all of you. Again? Wouldn't be a beginning if you didn't. That's true. What is the Philly fanatic? It's a sandwich. <laughs> it's not a sandwich. He is what he is. Gritty is a queer icon who fights against the fascist regimes. That's who Gritty. Okay, so Sean and I were talking about how the Babadook became a queer icon the other day. And that's what it is. I think it is Gritty and the Babadook are dating. <laughs> okay. What? I mean, makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think this podcast needs a plug, but Christine and I have been really enjoying a podcast called The Horror Virgin. Okay. And the whole concept is one of the hosts absolutely hates horror movies and the other two love them. And then they make him watch horror movies and they kind of break it down and discuss. Yeah, they do like a plot summary and like basically like a review of it. And they start talking a lot about like the tropes and things like that. And like one of the hosts goes like super hard like she like loves everything hard does a lot of research does a lot of like you know looking at it through different lenses of like patriarchal things and like you know like women's rights and other sorts of crazy stuff like that and it's it's really really interesting and it's really fun they're like a great little comedic group together and it works really well because i absolutely hate horror films and i fucking love them christine we should watch more then hell yeah yeah i like spooky stuff Last night I was trying to go to bed and there was this like drawing woman absorbing people. And I'm like, I'm trying to sleep and not have nightmares. Oh, I was watching scary stories to tell in the dark. That is not a scary movie for you. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, let's talk about things that were scary. In our last episode, you all finally, finally managed to kill the interlocutor and Laslin. And you managed to close all the sluice gates. So you finished a 11 round combat. Really? Was it only 11 rounds? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all got real messed up. And then you guys decided to loot the corpses as you do and loot the rooms as you do. Soraya managed to find a, another key to the Ayudara under the Citadel. I think Ooh confessed her love to Soraya or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was such a lovely moment. Yeah, they had a little bit of a conversation about the fact that U was possessed and beat Soraya up a little bit. And that was a thing. But now they're doing they're doing good. And they love each other. Yay. Yay. And you've all been hiding and healing just to kind of give you like you guys started in here at like eight in the morning. It is now 2.45 p.m. since you've entered this quarry. Oh, We've had a busy morning. You've all been on the brink of death multiple times, and you know that there is a shadow giant in the main area of the quarry still. So what are you all going to do? Quick question. No, you don't have your spells back. Second quick question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still wounded three and dying one. Is that normal? You're not dying. You're wounded three still. Oh, no. The wounded condition goes away because you've been medicined. Treat wounds. Okay. Is that your only question? Well, did I get my spells back? (laughs) No. (laughs) He answered that. Asked and answered. Yes. I just figured it was later. Maybe maybe it happened. (laughs) I feel like Knife Sword's like, are we there yet? 
Are we there yet? Yep. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That's our buddy. You know why he's dragging this combat out, right? Is he a part dragon? Because I can't use gravity well at the moment. So you know what that means. You should just take a nap in my backpack for the next one. Yeah. I believe that there was, to the southeast, another room. Because one of those guys, if I remember correctly, eight months ago when we actually did it, someone tried to run down that hallway, and I managed to track them down and kill them. Correct. So there's at least one more room, maybe more people, besides the Shadow Giant. And we're hoping to find the, the survivors or the hostages, rather, right? We think the hostages are out in the four pits, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I think they are, which is why we got to get out there and get them out. But the last thing we need is to go out there to fight the Shadow Giant. And like the one room we didn't look in has, I don't know, some spellcaster that we could go in and kill real quick or something like that. That's now just like throwing fireballs into the middle of the pit and murders everybody. So or it's ginormous boss again and we die where we should have just grabbed the hostages and said sayonara. Okay, fair point. So why don't so it's like, okay, so. I'm just going to try to sneak down this hallway. I'll take a look. I'm not going to engage. And then I'll come back and I'll let you know what I find. Okay. Do be careful. All right. So Twin Talon is going to move along a little doggy down the hallway and we'll, we'll see what we see. All right. Yes, you will. I'm also making sure I give everyone a hero point. Yeah, we're going to need. How many can we get? <laughs> One. <laughs> Are we there yet? Except for Knife Sword, who has two. <laughs> Sneaky sneaks. And I'm off the map. Guys, there's a big, giant, gray void over here. Okay, let's not go that way. Yeah, let's not jump into the void. Well, hang on. Let me fix this for you, Matt. Let me show you where you actually went. All right. So, Matt, you should see what you see now. I see a lot of green. That's because you have night vision. Do you see seas of green? Red roses, too? I see seas of green. (laughs) (laughs) We are ridiculous, and I love it. Sorry, keep going. Oh, Matt, hang on. I need to read you something. Yes, please. This natural chamber in the quarry wall provides an excellent view of the pit 30 feet below. A small chamber is visible through the opening to the east, and a long passage through the stone leads west. That was a good read, Sean. Thank you. It was a short one. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah, so Twin Town's going to make his way through the room. There's a room that's in darkness here, and then there's some light coming from the room to the east. And he's just trying to, he's going to get up to the edge of it. He's, He's still in shadow. And he's just going to listen and see if he can hear the sounds of people anywhere, any anything. You don't hear anything. You hear the flickering of a torch. Okay. So Twin Town will poke his head in a little bit, stick into the wall. Just boxes, lots and lots of boxes. It's also not shown on here, but you see two bedroll to your north. Okay. So Twin Town has explored this room. I mean, there's crates in here. Are the crates marked? You see that two of the crates are marked with the symbol of the Scarlet Triad. And as you open, or yeah, if you would like to, you notice that the lids are kind of ajar. Sure. I will poke my eyeballs in for just a moment. You see one of them has a set of 20 manacles, also marked with the symbol of the Scarlet Triad. And you see another one that holds about two dozen bottles of hard liquor. Okay. Maybe I can convince Ooh to drink this instead of the very expensive alcohol. <laughs> you would think that the two dozen bottles of hard liquor are worth about 300 gold. That's like one of the bottles we found earlier. So Twin Town's going to make his way back. I mean, he'll poke his head toward the south there. So the south has an opening that goes, looks like to the quarry. Do I see anything out in the quarry? You do not. It looks empty. So if you move there, you're going to pop back to the quarry, which is fine. I'm going to delete the second Twin Talon that's on this map. You've seen there's nothing in the quarry. Interesting. No giant? No giant. 
Oh, shit. All right. Funtown's going to beat feet back to the group. What did you see? So I went to the east. There was a room that looked like someone had been sleeping there, along with a bunch of crates of supplies. I think we should definitely probably go there before we leave. But I peered out into the quarry because there was a, a spot where you could look out. And the giant's not there. That does not bode well. So I think what we should do is to go back the way we came and just be very vigilant because we might run into them. I think that would be wise. What do the rest of you think? I would like to leave this place. This place gives me the willies. I thought you liked the willies. I like people's willies. I don't like stone giant willies. (laughs) Good distinction. But in all seriousness, we should make our way down to the quarry. Because I feel like the places up here are like tens of feet above the quarry floor, correct? That is correct. So I guess we could rappel down or we could just make our way back the way we came and then out into the thing. Because that'll allow us to at least clear the things, make sure no one has moved in behind us. So they're not sheer drops. They're kind of like, they're not walkways, but they're angled. So you could carefully walk down. You wouldn't have to like rappel or anything, but you are like 20 feet in the air that you would have to kind of like carefully navigate down to get to the bottom of the quarry. Okay. I still think that we should carefully make our way back. Make sure no one is pursuing us into the tunnels. Right. And then if we get to the end and there's still no one in the quarry, then the shadow ants went somewhere. And that's not really our concern. Our concern is getting those people out. Let's go. Okay. So I'm assuming you're all going to travel stealthily. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm going to travel loud and hornily. Oh. Just <laughs> kidding. Just like every other day. So it takes about 20 minutes for you to navigate all the way back to where you started. However, as you navigate through those rooms, nothing seems to be there. Everything that was dead was dead. You see no sign of the shadow giant. You see no signs of people coming up behind you. Nothing. Do we think the giant then went to warn people of us or? I don't know. But I mean, the important thing I think at this point is just to get the people and get out of here. I agree. I'm going to leave Tesani here at the entrance to the quarry because she has lots of vision and she can perch up high and keep an eye out. And if there's somebody coming, she can warn us. She moves very quickly. And then Twin Talon will, keeping an eye out, try to make his way to the quarry and get to those pits. All right. Soraya, what are you doing? I am going to take the thurible of revelation that I have, and I'm going to use its ability. Once per day, when you activate the thurible, you can increase its revelations. During that activation, you can hold the thurible up to your eyes with an interact action to gain the effects of steam visibility for one round by peering through the smoke. Because I just want to make sure that ain't nobody here to fuck us up. All right. Aya, what is Brianna doing? Brianna is following along with twin talent to make sure he's going to be okay, but also kind of staying more or less in the center so that if somebody does end up falling back and getting into trouble, she can get to them quickly. What kind of giant was it? It was a shadow giant. What do we know about them? You actually already had done a recall knowledge on them. Right. But Haya doesn't remember. Why not? That wasn't like months ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why aren't you taking better notes? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> sorry, I was buying time as I pulled up the shadow giant stuff. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> shadow giants are fierce natives of the shadow plane where they dwell in perpetual twilight for millennia. Their cultures vary greatly depending on whether the giant resides in their land of origins or have relocated to the material plane. On the shadow plane, they live in familiar, familiar, that's one of those words I can never say. Familiar. Familial. Familial. That one. Familial? Familial. Yeah, that one. 
They live in those types of groups and uphold a nomadic way of life as they roam across ancestral lands between shadowy forests and misty chasms. That's such a good drag name. Misty chasms? Yes. Oh, hello. These hunter-gatherers pass down lore through oral histories, conduct pilgrimages to unholy ziggurats of black stones, and bathe in the blood of their long-standing foes, including rival shadow giant clans and Velstrek's intent on enslaving their kind. On the material plane, conversely, they are secretive and isolationists, keeping apart from other people in forbidding structures of black stone in high isolated mountain valleys. Standing 15 feet tall with gray skin and hair only a shade lighter, shadow giants are fearsome foes with well-earned reputation as zealous warmongers and ruthless combatants. They are rarely interacted with outside, though they may treat with proven warriors who show the giants respect and deference they feel they deserve. Only a small subset of shadow giants worship Zon Kuthon, and many of these Kuthites are so firmly entrenched in their culture of Nidal that their shadow plane dwelling kin would hardly recognize them. Most shadow giants instead practice an ancient religion unique to their people with its own bloody themes of sacrifice and self-mutilation. Fun. So... I think after everything that we have been through, Brianna is kind of fearing the worst about our survivors and also concerned that the Shadow Giant is now waiting for us there. Waiting for us where? In the pit? Yeah. Like, to spring on us as we're trying to free hostages because... Well, if the pits are shorter than 15 feet, like if they're not 15 feet deep, we'd still see it unless it's like hunkered down. Right. I mean, in any case, I think we need to... Your concern is definitely warranted, but I think we just got to get in there and, and get this done. That wasn't saying that we shouldn't just to proceed with caution. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's half the reason I'm, I'm doing the sea invisibility thing. Too, exactly. Just I don't know. I feel like shadows and invisibility tend to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Ooh, what are you doing? Running headfirst into the quarry. Hey, I'm here. Tina's out. <laughs> All right. Matt, you already said what Twin Talon was doing. And Rob, what is Knife Sword doing? Following everybody else. All right. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. I'm just going through all my inventory and everything, just trying to figure out what the heck I have left and when we run across something. When we run across something. 100% fair. So you all move into the quarry carefully. Oh, uh, Soraya, give me a perception roll, please. Perception? 22. So through the thermal, you do not see anyone invisible. Well, if it's hiding, it's it's not using invisibility. It looks clear as far as I can tell. Where I'm pinging, basically in between the four pits that you see, you see a large backpack. Knife sword, calm down. <laughs> oh, it's mine. It could be mine. It's kind of on its side, like it was knocked over. I could have a greenhouse. <laughs> I'll walk up to it. Okay. So as you walk up to it, you see that inside of it, there is a large breastplate. Hey! Not a plate for large breasts. It's a large-sized breastplate. Oh. (laughs) A smaller black leather sack and an ivory scroll tube with platinum filigree. Ooh. That's going to be expensive. I know what filigree is, but for all the other people who out there who don't know what filigree is, <laughs> what is filigree? Delicate metalworking used to uh, accentuate and decorate things. Oh, and all the people out there who don't know are like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Probably. 
since I'm up in this area and I found all these cool things that I'm totally going to put in the bag, in the bag, <laughs> since I'm up here, I may as well as peer into one of these big old grates in the, in the floor and just see what's inside. You see that there are people trapped in there. Are you dead? No! You see a couple of the taller ones holding like halflings above their head as their halflings are kind of like paddling to stay above water. Oh. But we can really use some help to get out of here. I give a whistle to everyone and wave them to come forward. Okay. Mitsuntana will continue on. All right. So you all head into the middle section and you see that there these pits are covered with large iron grates that are locked on one side and hinged on the other. So you think if you could open the lock between Ooh and Brianna and Twin Talon, you could push them open. Well, we have the key ring too, don't we? You do have a mysterious key ring. Yeah. Twin Talon will try the keys on the lock. Yep. Fits in. You can unlock them. Hey. So yeah, Twin Talon will go by and unlock the four cages. He trusts that the very strong paladin barbarian can help get uh, the cages open and get the people out. I know why you think that. Brianna's going to jump in with them. (laughs) It's a giant bathtub full of sluice water. I'm tired of adventuring. (laughs) Done. I like soup. Good soup. So (laughs) after about 45 minutes, you get all 32 people out of the cages. They're very thankful and very grateful to you. A couple of them seem very docile. Soraya, you recognize this as the result of Adelbrain. So you're probably thinking that they were dosed with Adelbrain to keep them under control while they were in the pits. Yeah, makes sense. Poor buddies. Let's take you all home, eh? And ooh threw everything in the bag, I'm assuming. In the bag. In the bag. Yep. Do we see what's in the black sack? Uh, Yeah, if you pop it open, you see 2,400 silver pieces, a handful of loose gemstones worth about 1,200 gold, a silver tankard worth 700 gold. Mine. um, (laughs) A mithril star knife. (gasps) Ooh. A fine gold chain worth 150 gold. Jasper's. (laughs) Dibs on the mithril, but I might use it for something else. (laughs) An unusual ring. What's unusual about it? I don't know. Maybe if you could identify it, you could tell. I'm going to lick it. Okay. (laughs) Do the knife sword method. What do I need to identify it? Arcana, nature, occultism, or religion. It should be in the chat window. You also find 1,800 gold pieces, a rolled up tapestry worth about 800 gold pieces. And then there's that ivory scroll tube with platinum filigree. Brianna, you can't quite figure out what it is. The ring. If you pop open the scroll case, you notice that there are three rolled up scrolls in there and you can attempt to identify them if you would like. Hmm. Brianna will do a huff at at the ring and kind of polish and look at it it this way and that be like, you know, this doesn't look familiar to me, but somebody who tends to be knowledgeable about this sort of thing would be Sarea. And she'll kind of like hobble over to her friend. What do you think? What do I think, Sean? It's pretty, yes. It is very pretty, yes. I do agree. What were you trying to figure out? The ring? Yes. It is so mysterious, even you don't know about it. Hmm. Why? Can I take a look? Yeah. All right. I'm fighting the impulse to put it on. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't do it. Do that do. Doobie, doobie, do. I thought we were supposed to do the do. You're supposed to do the ooh. 
<laughs> I'm so mad at how funny that was. <laughs> Maybe gently and tenderly for the next little bit. Yes, yes. So she feels safe again. That sexual healing. <laughs> Matt, this looks like another ring of fire protection. I think it's just a ring of fire protection. I'll hand it back. Maybe Knife Sword can suck on it and figure out what it is, but that's what it looks like to me. Wait, we've definitely seen fire protection rings. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm gonna like compare mine to it and be like, is it? No, it looks different. The gem is blue and the gem in your ring is red. Maybe it's like old fire, you know what I mean? Like when you look at the flame, the hottest part is the bluest part. Maybe it's like that. Mm Mm-hmm, right, could be. Could be hot blue flame. I'm a blacksmith. I feel like even with my highest mod, I probably rolled a natural one. It's just a feeling I get since we all have one of these. No one else knew what it was, and I decided it was the thing we already have. So it's like, I'm sure you've all had that experience where, like, you remember a fact, you're like, that can't possibly be true. (laughs) And you go look it up. Like, is that right? That can't be right. Yeah. It's like that kind of a thing. I also think I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Knife sword, touch this. Okay. Like that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that seems oddly specific, but all right. <laughs> so I'm assuming what I'm actually doing. Licking it. Sorry, I'll stop. I'm so sorry. I'm licking it. <laughs> and I'll detect magic with my tongue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definite magic. Can you pick your skill that you would like to use to try and identify it? Okay. I'm probably going to go with occultism. As you lick it, a little zap courses through your body, and you recognize this as a ring of climbing. Hmm. To get him up him ring. A, a what now? Get him up him. Okay. Get him up him top that. Get him up him top that. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I think we're all a bunch of idiots, is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> How many ones can we roll? I've placed it the item, whether it's identified or not, in your bag. I guess we can ask somebody in town. Yeah. Maybe one of these prisoners knows? You also have the three unidentified scrolls and the plus one resilient breastplate. Okay. Let's get these people out of here. Like, is that what we're doing? We're just like dicking around in the middle of the quarry? Yeah. Yeah. Where they've been captured for okay, great. a while. We can identify and look at all this later. Let's just in the bag and get the people out, like Matt said. Yeah. Twin Town's going to ask for a moment. He's gonna be like, um, there were some provisions. Well, you know what? It's not important. We can come back and get it later. Let's get these people out of here. There, I found some provisions in the, some crates of food and stuff in the room at the end there, but it doesn't matter. Let's just get these people back to town. So you all decide to hunker out of this hellscape that you've been in and take people back to town, which is the small town. I don't know if you remember all those months ago. There's a baron here. I'm pretty sure. Yep. He's the baron of Mudtown. Canton Jaltro. Jalhatro. You take the people to him and he is very thankful for all of the work you've done. I'm assuming you explained to him what was going on in his quarry and he is very upset about that. He decides to fill in the quarry essentially and collapse all the rooms and leave it as it is so no one else can use it for evil. But the provisions, no. Yeah, can we ask for a uh, like a cart, couple carts or something to go there and collect all that stuff? Yeah, he absolutely gives it to you. He actually hires a couple of other town people, not the ones you just saved, to go in with you and collect all of the items with you. Anything you want is yours. 
He also provides food, water, and shelter for the people who were captured and placed in there and tells them there's no charge. He feels so guilty about everything that happened. As well he should. Oh my. I mean, what? 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 Who said that? Said what? Also, that evening after you get all of the items back, you are greeted with a hero's feast for everything that you all have done. And of course, the nicest rooms in Mudtown. And you are all set up for the evening. You each have guards positioned outside your room, so no one has to take watch. He's like, this is absolutely not necessary, but I'm sure it will make you all feel better after everything you've just encountered. And he lets you all sleep for the night, unless you guys would like to not sleep for the night and do something else. I'm already unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Knife swords asleep in the backpack already. Which one? All of them. <laughs> so Twin Town will, I guess we eat dinner at some point, right? Oh, yeah. There was a hero's feast for you all. So in that... As everybody's celebrating and stuff, so Tano kind of lean back and I'll be like, so what do you guys think happened to the giant? Do you think that he realized that all his friends were dead and he just dropped his stuff and left? Or do you think when the water came in, he figured that was it and he took off? Well, if they were in, you know, fighting against being enslaved themselves, I wonder if it wasn't under some kind of control that broke and decided it wasn't going to do this to someone else. That is actually a good thought. I think the, the thought that whatever control it had on was released, I'm, I'm hoping that is the cause for the Shadow Giant to, to leave, but I guess we'll never know or we will find him again in, in the near future as, as things seem to always creep back up on us. Brienne will be deep in her cups. <laughs> well, I'm glad that if that happens, we'll, we'll face it together. Since we're all together, I just wanted to let you know Thanks for coming with us, even though you were going to charge us <laughs> to allow you to come with us for a while. I mean, you could you could still pay me. I don't mind. <laughs> you are getting paid. I was just going to say, well, if you'd like, you can come you know, see, see Breach Hill, where, where we're all from. But, you know, if you don't if you don't want to do that, then <laughs> I don't know what Breach Hill is, but that sounds like a real treat. You never know who I might find there. It's a little town. There's a citadel. Like a big castle we, we live in nearby that we're fixing up. We're that fancy. Yeah. So we're like landowners and stuff. We found a scroll. No big deal. It's uh, said that we own the castle now. Okay, okay. But actually, it's Saraya. Saraya is the true owner because she, she found the scroll and remembered the... The golem of the lake or whatever, right? Yep. They liked her. Yeah, the golem threw a scimitar at her and she became the <laughs> queen. The one true queen of Rachel. What are we talking about again? I don't know what you are all talking about. Me neither. Either way, yes, it's where we live. It is also where the, the Ayudara. You know, I've never asked you y'all, what, what is an Ayudara? Ah. I think we have our story for the journey home. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's an elf word that means door that goes to a faraway place. <laughs> That's highly reductive. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're off on a hell of an adventure. I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> I bet there are pirate ships there. Maybe I'll take some more pirate ships and get some booty. You never know. There is a river. It is by a river, yes. It runs right through the middle of the town. It is like a cute little place. It's spent 
much of my life, but up in the mountain range near it. Uh, yeah, it is a, a little river town. So if you want a little riverboat, that is a good idea. You can pirate the river. I, I somehow don't think the mayor would, would take kindly to it, but it would be quite a sight. Or you can have a floating dance hall. Ooh. They shall call me the river booty queen. <laughs> Why does that sound so fitting? I just can imagine Ooh with like a rowboat in the river in the middle of Breach Show with like a pirate flag on it. This is the opening of like the first Pirates of the Caribbean where it's like he's like riding it on the mast because it's sinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yo ho, yo ho. And she's just like yelling at fish. Like. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pay a toll. If you want to get in that boy's hole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Gotta pay the troll toll if you want the boy's hole. <laughs> boy's soul. Boy's soul. Thank you, it's always sunny. So after you get a restful night's sleep. Sean. Yes. John, John, John. Yes, yes, yes. Are my spells back? <laughs> yes, if you look, I put all your spells back. I might just gravity well for this. Just because I haven't had to. Just for the sake of it. <laughs> Are you having withdrawals? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, that's how Knife Sword group hugs. He just gravity wells on himself so everybody goes <laughs> Oh, artists, please. Also, Soraya, you have all of your reagents back. I do. Yay. Jasper flutters and sheds one more for me, too. <laughs> so you all head back to Kentargo. And once you arrive back at Kentargo, you are also, once again, greeted by members of the Bellflower Network, Noli Petri specifically. And she speaks with you guys saying how happy and thankful she is that you were able to save and help and rescue everyone. Yes, we're very happy to do it. Oh, well, um, as a token of our thanks from the Bellflower Network, I would like to gift you all these. And she hands you a magical item of ninth level or lower. We will discuss what you get later. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> wow, it's just what I always wanted. <laughs> How did you know? Just like Grandma used to make. <laughs> In addition, if any of you would like to be trained further in the arts of the Bellflower Network, Please let me know and I will be happy to assist you. Mechanically, this gives you access to the Bellflower Tiller archetype. It's a special archetype that has special things that you can use if you want to look at that archetype. Also, Malari Decour, the elf who owns the school for, as Matt continuously says, wayward girls, approaches you and also thanks you for helping protect the city and looks around and whispers, I would also like to offer you access to some of the school's deeper archives. If you wanted to study or learn any skills, please let me know. This mechanically grants you access to the lacuna effects feats and archetype if you wanted to do that as well. All right. We will be in touch, I am sure. One of the members of the Silver Council comes and approaches you after hearing everything you've done and is very thankful and helping them learn of the recent troubles involving Nadal and the haunting presence of Brazali, that they were both fabrications of the Scarlet Triad and not actual Nadal like coming to attack them. He gives each of you 200 gold and thanks you for your help. 
Lastly, <laughs> as this line of people coming to talk to you, your friend from the Umbral Court that you brought here, his name was Halaka Shadeborn. Halaka Shadeborn comes to you and thanks you for defending the honor of Ndal and protecting our interests and intentions. As an agent of the Umbral Court, I have been offered to give you this. And he hands you a single item of level 12 or thereabouts, and we will discuss what that is off air. So nine and 12 so far. So everyone gets a nine. There is one level 12 item that we can put out to the group. And that is that. You all head back to the Ayudara and pop back to Breach Hill. As you arrive there, you see that work on the Citadel has been continued and everything looks like it's going as you've asked. Can we back up for just one moment? Yeah, absolutely. What happened to Knife Sword's mech body? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Thanks, Matt. I'm wearing it. No, you're not wearing it quite yet, but it has been brought down from the tower by members of the Umbral Court, and they help wheel it to the Ayudara and help you guys push it through the Ayudara and give you a little like wagon to pull it back with. So, yes, you do have your mechanical body. Okay. So to make sure we didn't leave that behind, I know how hard that we worked to get it on like a sled down to the tower and stuff. Yeah, it is brought back for you all. Nice. Now you're all back in Breach Hill, back home. It is the third of Lamashan, and you all wake up well rested, having, you know, relaxing thoughts and dreams as, you know, it's been been a while since you've been home. Everyone had lovely, relaxing dreams, except for Soraya. I always have nightmares. Yeah. So as you lay your head down on your own pillow for the first time in weeks, every muscle in your body is finally able to relax. The comfort of your own room flowing over you, you start to drift into a deep and heavy sleep. As you sleep, you begin to dream images of vampires, caves, and Scarlet Triad members that you have dealt with begin to swim and merge into single images. Your brain attempting to put together everything that you have seen and done and trying to decompress it. Your dreams start to shimmer and fade from past to new images. A deck of Harrow cards getting shuffled and put into an old box and dropped into the mouth of an alligator that swallows it whole as an old lady wanders towards an old dilapidated fishery with a shining gold jewel above the door in the keystone. The lady takes the stone and drops it into a hat box. The hat box floats up and away from the lady into a cage with a small purple pseudo dragon. Then from the mouth of the pseudo dragon comes a single small spider, followed by another and another until there is nothing but spiders filling your vision. You then hear the cry of a woman mourning the death of someone. As you see this mourning woman in black crying, you see single drop of blood start to drip down her face. Suddenly, more drops start to pour down her face as you see this woman's black gown turn red. A flash of a red throne covered in blood and bodies with a single black bat perched on the top of the red blood-stained throne. You then wake up, Soraya. 
probably wakes up screaming. I don't know if anybody hears or notices or anything. Just like every other day. I don't know where we sleep. <laughs> what? No, because she's like used to her her nightmares about. Yeah, like she'll like half the time, if like her normal nightmares, she'll kind of like start awake and just kind of like roll back over. It takes something exceptional to actually like freak her out. Right. This is new. Do I recognize any of that imagery? Like, does Soraya recognize any of that imagery? Would Ubi be with? I mean, I don't want to like assume I don't know. Would, would, for you, would, Heidi. Would, would well, Ubi... I didn't know if I had my own room or. I assume we walk you around Citadel. What would what would she? Soraya would probably kind of be like, you know, this is this is my room. I think Uza Cat is not going to be left alone. She's looking for anybody to sleep with. So she already <laughs> professed a lot of things. She's gonna she's gonna sleep with you. Well, Soraya. All right, that works. So I mean, yeah. So she sits up and screams in the middle of the night. Ooh, just like kicks up and is like, what, what? And she like takes her takes her battle axe and is like, I'm ready. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that is the worst dream I've had in a long time, and that is saying something. What did you dream about? Uh, there was a, an alligator, a, a deck of cards, and there was a woman gave a jewel to a dragon and then it started vomiting spiders and there was another woman who was crying blood and then she was on a throne it was uh spiders you know there are many things that i do do and then there are many things i don't do and i don't do spiders and i'm gonna let you know that right now so (laughs) shudders like that's that's gross yeah oh man there goes my spider kink (laughs) spider kink spider kink (laughs) ooh we'll just hold her and and it's gonna be okay. It was just a dream. They aren't usually. That's the problem. I guess we better get our shit together so we can go fight off the scary spiders. We'll send we'll send Twin Talon first. If they start chasing us, we don't have to run faster than the spiders. We just have to run faster than Twin Talon. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll tell the rest of them in the morning. Yes, but we won't tell them about the fast spiders. <laughs> <laughs> just in case they don't want to come. <laughs> yeah. Sound good? All right. Snuggles back in. Who <laughs> stays awake? Aww. Just in case. Just in case there are any spiders in the room. You can never be too careful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the morning, she tells everybody about this dream she had and asks if it means anything to any of them. Brianna will frown. There's a lot that sounds... First of all, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you've had to experience that, and I sincerely hope it was just truly nightmares, but a lot of it does seem... She'll kind of give a sideways glance to Twin Talon. It, it does seem reminiscent of home. What do you mean? Well, the woman in red on the on the red throne. We did have a Queen Eliosa as as the ruler of Corvosa, not what ten years or so ago, maybe a bit more now. Something like that. We were very young. Yeah, my my brother had the the biggest crush on her for a while. Was he aware of the? Crying blood thing. Crying blood thing? Eventually, I think he and his friends killed her, but she was bad. She was real bad. She was actually like a demon or something, I think. I was very young. From what I had heard from Master Flynn, who who is my mentor and also was part of this gang, she had made a, uh, what is the word in common? A a deal, a promise? A pact? A pact, yes, with, with this dark creature that gave her power and, and took over her body and just corrupted her further and, and further and there was no saving the Eliosa that was and she was just a vain and, and young woman that this dark creature took 
advantage of and unfortunately there was nothing that they could do further but now good queen croft crest of the croft rules and it has been a good good thing as far as i i know i've, I've been out of corvos and for a very long time but it is what i hear with uh, master flynn as her consort mm-hmm. as, as i was saying to, to you last night when i woke up unfortunately usually if i have a vivid dream like that it is important it relates more to, to dahak and, and all of that other everything but what you're saying is what's occurred in the past it is concerning brianna will give a sideways glance to twin talon my family has left corvosa on the uprising against uh, Eliosa started and whatnot, and in recent years we've all finally moved over here. Twin Talon, your family still lives there, right? Your brother, your mother and sisters? My brother and sister, and my mom still live there. I lived there until just recently, until I came to Breach Hill. You know, I heard Brianna was out here and I was interested in the Citadel. I thought it'd be a nice trip, but if there's trouble brewing in Corvosa, if you think that's what your dream means, you're sure it's not just like a dream? Like, I have dreams too. Especially, I mean, it's it's a little concerning that her not knowing anything about Breach and having images of Corvosa and having images of, you know, danger and whatnot, but about the past. I don't know. Maybe we should write them, Twin Talon, write her family, see if everything is okay before we go charging in there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm happy to do that. And I would like to do that, actually, since I'd rather not just... <laughs> I'd, no, I just... Uh... I would hate to have this be something serious and then just, you know, ignore it. Yes. It's better to ask the question to see if everything's okay and them being like everything's fine than to have advanced notice or have information and then just not do anything with it. So, sure, after we eat, we can see if one of the messengers can send something back. Well, that and also, I mean, it, not for nothing, but we're, we're kind of fighting a, a world-defying, you know, fight against these Dahak. Imagine if it, you know, no, no offense, Ray, imagine if it is nothing and, and we've lost time fighting, you know, the, the demon who does play your dreams on, on an almost nightly basis, you know? I'm happy to write a letter and see. I'm wondering if it is not important because it has usurped that. Like, I've never had any anything else up here. This is the first time. No, I think knowledge is definitely powered in, in this case especially, and then Talon, if you want to reach out to family members and see if anything is amiss back home. I'll reach out to my brother. I mean, he's busy with the Sable Company, but I mean, if anybody would know something's going on in Corvosa, he would know. He's such a nerd. I mean, totally big and strong. Mm-hmm. He's the reason I eat so fast. <laughs> when you're growing up, if you didn't eat fast... Kala would have eaten everything. <laughs> that is true. Or me. I would have eaten it too. Sorry. Let's... Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I can, I can reach out. That's not a problem. Hopefully it's nothing. But uh, if it is, then we'll, we'll take action. Thank you, Surya. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry you, you experienced that. It couldn't be easy. It is what it is. But you know who is suspiciously quiet and probably in my backpack? She'll look around for... <laughs> <laughs> knife sword. <laughs> I'm just imagining that he puts the giant backpack on the mech and doesn't ride in the mech. He rides in the backpack. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a little remote control for the mech. <laughs> Those levers and whatnot back there. Yes. <laughs> so, well, now I have to ask y'all, are y'all dating? I don't. What is the, what? What's going on between you two? What? 
Between who two? Between Talon and Brianna. I, I just, I have been curious. What? I just, this girl needs to know. Us? Yeah, you two are close, and I am not shy. So, what's your deal? I, um, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm just putting me my food and, um, um. I, I, I have this thing outside. Oh, 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 Napsford, you're calling me. Okay, gotta go. Bye. There is, in fact, just the smell of waffles cooking coming out of your backpack. Perfect. Napsford, it's a fire hazard. We did not clear it with OSHA. Sure. <laughs> Dive in there instead to avoid the question as her cheeks are clearly burning red. <laughs> and Patel's just stuffing his face like he didn't hear the question. <laughs> well, I think that gives you guys a lot to think about. And I think that you think that we'll pick this up next week. Do I think that? Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>